Hey, I'm Camille Joy, the host of the Moments of Joy podcast. This podcast is dedicated to super moms that don't always feel so super, trauma victims that need an example of how God can bring you through, and for those of you that are looking for a little joy, welcome to the show. I need the joy, the joy of the Lord in my heart. I need to make an exchange. Welcome back to another episode of the Moments of Joy podcast. Welcome back, MVPs. You all are my most valuable players. You know, I salute you at the beginning of every single episode because you share every episode, you comment, you guys are my tribe, so I um, salute you, and if this is your first time listening to the Moments of Joy podcast, welcome! Thank you for taking the time out of your day to get to listen to these episodes. If you're listening, you're like, I don't know who Camille is, I want to invite you to go back into the archives and listen to the beginning shows. I mean, we're going on three years now. I've been doing this for three years, so we have three years of episodes for you to listen to. I can't even believe it's been three years already, and I'm super passionate about all things podcasting. So a couple of announcements before we get into this week's episode. If you are thinking about starting a global monetized podcast, you may be interested in signing up for Moments of Joy Academy, www.mojpodcast.com. I have courses available. I offer boot camps. And for premium clients, we do all the work for them. We start their podcast. We do the weekly maintenance and all the things. So if any of that interests you, head over there. If you're a mom and you need a mommy group, connect with me in Clubhouse. We have the largest parenting club on the app 48k growing more and more every day and we want you to be a part of that conversation conversations that we have every week and so that's that welcome today's episode we're going to talk about resources for autism moms autistic parents all right so even if you don't have a child with autism i would appreciate it if you could send it to someone that does or you could um send it to someone that may think their child has autism so we're going to get right into this episode. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Mason. Mason is my four-year-old child. He is my youngest child, and he was diagnosed with autism at one and a half years old. It was one of the scariest things that uh, really happened to our family because we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what autism was, and we're still learning the fullness of what it was, but it was super, super scary. Um, And so I was in denial a little bit. I think I've talked about that before on the show. And um, when Mason's daycare teachers came to me about his delays, I wouldn't let him get birth to three services. Eventually, I did when they came back 
three months later because I said, you know what, I don't want to be a mom that's in denial. We don't we don't want to do that. And so we allowed him to get something called birth to three services, which is early childhood intervention. And so um, a plug for birth to three services, that's a resource we'll talk about. No matter what state you're in in the United States, um, your child can receive birth to three services. Um, if you if you notice any kind of delay, maybe they're six months old and they're not um, crawling yet or they're not picking up uh, their food, finger foods yet, or their Cheerios, anything that you notice, you can call 211 and receive early childhood intervention through birth to three. And in different states, it's called different things, but they'll know what you're talking about. And so through birth to three services, um, it was suggested that we get Mason tested for autism. And we did. Um, Before that, they want you to get the hearing tested to make sure your child is not deaf. But after that, we, uh, we got him diagnosed. And it became a process. Here came the process of mourning. Now, Mason was not dead, and children with autism are not dead. But we have to um, give ourselves time to let go of the perfection that we wanted, let go of every dream that we drove, we, um, you know, dreamed up for our child, and allow them to be who they are and grow in who they are and love the child that is in front of us. Help them to become the best them that they can be. Find their gifts, hone in on those gifts, and it really becomes a different type of parenting. And I'm sure um, many parents that are listening can totally agree if you have a child with any kind of disability. And yes, autism is a disability. And um, I'm learning to embrace the word um, instead of, um, you know, special needs. I'm just learning um, just to be more inclusive to those group of people in which my child is going to grow up and be a part of. And so we got Mason diagnosed. And so I want to talk to you all about a few resources that have helped my family along the way in hopes that they will do the same for you. I realize that um, sometimes, you know, just depending on who you know and what state you are in, you may not know about the services that are available to you. And so we took advantage of birth to three, and there we were able to receive speech therapy. Mason is still receiving speech therapy, and even if your child is not diagnosed with autism or anything else, your child can receive speech therapy. If you notice there's a little delay or slur or stutter, you can get them speech therapy. Mason also received occupational therapy, in which he still does today. And he, uh, there he's learned how to use his fork, his spoon, drink out of a cup, um, all the things. And so I want to pause right there as I talk about occupational therapy and plug in Facebook groups. The other day, I was on a Facebook group, and I noticed that a mom, she was talking about how her son is not yet, um, drinking out of a regular cup and I I felt 
so relieved and, and it's funny to be relieved over that. But my son, Mason, is not drinking out of a regular cup on his own yet. Um, and, you know, it isn't because we don't know how to help him to drink out of a cup. It's because he's he's a little delayed. Um, and so from being in that group, I felt so uh, not alone. I felt so um empowered. I was able to read through the comments and see what other parents did to help their child, um, how other parents are working through. And so right now I'm pulling up a few autism groups that I am a part of because these are going to be major for you guys. One is um, Autism Moms of Houston, if you're in Houston. Another resource and group was the Mothers of Autistic Children group. I absolutely love that group, and that's the group I was talking about. Another group I'm a part of is the Black Autism Moms group. There's also autism support groups for family, and that's what that group is called. And there's also the Real Moms Club, because we host conversations every Monday at noon Central Standard Time for parents that are raising children with disabilities. So support groups are going to be an amazing resource for you as well. Along this journey um, of, of resources and therapy for my child, I've compiled a list. And so I'm going to go through that list for you guys. We've already talked about speech therapy, OT. We talked about support groups. Um, let's go over to SSI. SSI is money that you can receive for your child who is disabled, Social Security benefits. Um, you can apply, and if you meet their income guidelines, you'll be able to receive money once a month for your child. And that's for anyone who um, really could use an extra set of income. Um, next is the disability waiver list. I have to put a special plug right here. This this resource is amazing. It is up to $50,000 a year, depending on the state that you live in. Every state has funds that are allocated to people with disabilities. And so it can range from 10,000 a year to 20 up uh, to 50,000, I'm sorry, a year. And that money is not based on any income limit. Um, and so you can use these funds for horseback riding, aquatic therapy, um, baseball, um, soccer. You can use it for respite care. You can use it to fill in for ABA therapy, whatever you need to use it for for your child. And what I love most about this resource is that it stays with their child until they become an adult and they pass away. So this is a lifetime resource once you have it. The, the only downside I will say is that you cannot relocate. So whatever state you receive it in is the state you have to stay in. Um, and so if you're thinking about relocating, relocate and then stay there. <laughs> so that your child can receive that into adulthood. And in adulthood, they use it for housing, to supplement um, jobs, um, for also you know, to continue their therapy that they may need because it's for disability across the board. So every child is going to have a different need growing into adulthood. So that's an amazing resource, not based on not no income limit. There is a waiting list. Uh, most times it can be from 
six months to 15 years long, um, depending on the state. So you want to Google disability waiver list in your whatever state you're in. And the list will come up. You can also call 211 in your state and tell them you want to be on the disability waiver list. And they'll put your child on the list, a simple waiting list. And that is an amazing resource. I found out about it, and I was like, wow, who knew this was available? It's an amazing resource. So please take advantage of that. Um, Another resource is ABA therapy. ABA therapy um, is what my son is in um, during the week. Um, ABA therapy is therapy that focuses on um, removing harmful um, behaviors and replacing them with behaviors that work in real life situations. Um, So it it is applied behavior analysis. There's a lot of, you know, chatter about it because in the early 90s, late 80s, ABA therapy uh, tactics were really harmful. And in 2021, they have grown. They're not using harmful methods of ABA therapy, but I've I've seen extreme growth in my four-year-old. He's using sign language very frequently. He's using more words. He um, is just is just growing and blossoming as a result of ABA therapy. And so, I absolutely love ABA therapy. Um, okay, so I hope you're all writing down the list <laughs> of resources. I'm forgetting what order I'm in, but I think my last resource I will talk about is respite care. I absolutely had no idea about respite care before my support group that we do. We've been doing this support group every Monday for the last eight months, every single Monday for children, um, for adults who are raising families, who are raising children with disabilities. We hear from all kinds of parents, Down syndrome parents, parents who whose children have limb differences or no arm or no legs or um, who have health conditions or who may have cleft palate, cleft lip, so many different things, so many, so many rare syndromes. And so, you know, it's an amazing resource. So respite care. Respite care is relief for the parent or caregiver. Uh, Respite care is available in every state through many different agencies, and most times it's paid for by your insurance. Not only by your insurance, but once you get on that disability waiver list and receive that income for your children's services, um, you'll be able to really take advantage of respite care. And, you know, not everyone's comfortable with someone coming into your house and watching your kid when you're not there, but you can do that. You can have them come into the home while you're there. You can have them come to the grocery store with you um, and go shopping with you. Or, or if you have more children and you need to go to a sports game and you can't really go with your child with a disability, they can come along and help. There's so many ways that you can take advantage of respite care. Um, and so that's an, another amazing resource. So parents, you know, be encouraged as you are raising your child with autism. It is a hard road. Um, I think for the past few few days, we haven't been sleeping here. Uh, my son oftentimes has sleep issues, so we're up in the middle of the night for hours. Um, but you learn to get through. You learn to um, really, really value self-care. 
and taking care of yourself in those moments when you do get a little break. Um, and if you don't get a little break, you know, find find the break. Whether you, you can use the bathroom or paint your nails and your toes or buy, buy a face mask or um, a cold compress. Anything that will make you smile, you do it. So that you are pouring and filling your cup back up. Um, being a mom is super difficult by itself. Being a parent who is raising a child with a disability is added um, difficulty and stress. So take care of yourself. Receive the help of other people. Even if it's just support. Join those support groups so that you are not alone. You know, block out the negativity. I've heard so many mean and awful things that people say about children with disabilities and parents. And, you know, that it's their fault. It's because of their sins. It's because they had the child out of wedlock. So much nonsense um, that is said. But focus on positive the positive people that you have around you. And if you don't, the internet is an amazing place to meet new and amazing people. You know, don't stay isolated. And that's something that I had to learn. Don't isolate your child, you know? It's okay. You know, keep bringing them out in public. Keep on going out and getting here, going to these places. Um, they'll get used to it. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.